Hey, welcome everybody to another edition of Steel and Whiskey on the Road Again, edition two. I'm Doug Evans, and I'm here with David Zabka. Uh, glad you're listening. And so we just wanted to get back together and talk about being on the road, but first we've got to get to the more important topics is uh, what are we drinking? So I had uh, David and uh, Nate Block, who work here obviously, um, we're going to go to the liquor store and pick up some whiskey for one of these editions, and I had asked, I was in Waco, Texas, uh, visiting Central Texas Iron Work, Roy Eaton, and uh, he, there was a little whiskey distiller down there called Balconies. And so I had, I had gotten a fly to them, and it was really good, so I'd ask you guys to get it, but you didn't. <laughs> well, it makes, you, makes, uh, makes it sound like I failed miserably, but yes. I did not. Um, the, the, we just went to Hy-Vee. It was close. It was easy. So we looked for it there. They didn't have it there. We got a, a different recommendation from, from the gentleman at, working at the store there. So we got a, a Bourbon Kentucky Vintage is what we ended up with. Um, and it says it's uh, the original sour mash made with pure limestone water, and it is actually pretty good. It's pretty good, pretty solid. I, I'm glad he made the recommendation. So I, I would compare it to I a Woodford it. for those out there that are yeah. interested in trying different yeah. Uh, bourbons. Yeah, so it's pretty good. Pretty so let's uh, we'll talk a little bit about some of our travels here recently. Um, and so uh, I there, we'll start with some partner uh, meetings that I've had recently. I met with HGG, um, which is one of the world's largest manufacturers of robotics and if you haven't seen uh, we do have a webinar on our, our website sts2.com where we uh, talked about robotics and structural steel and it's becoming a lot more uh, seen in the industry you know before people thought it we you know we don't make cars right there's mill tolerances there's a lot of reasons why robots can't be in steel and and as we've seen them with beam assemblies and that kind of stuff so I met with HDG it was a really good meeting um, and, and, and look for things there. Obviously, if you're in, interested in technology, if you're listening to this podcast, technology and construction is something you're interested to. I, I do think robots will continue to impact our industry. I, yeah, absolutely. It's just, uh, you know, as technology progresses and, and uh, the manufacturers of those machines get, get better and better at what they do, it's, I think it's going to be more commonplace. So, you know, maybe not for everybody today, but there will be a point in time where it will. I, I, there was a time when not a, a, a drill line wasn't for everybody in the industry, whether it be because of cost or whatever. It's pretty commonplace now. So I think you'll see the robotics kind of take that same path as some of the other machinery has. Yeah, and I don't think that we've all had labor issues, whether it's just your, you know, obviously during uh, the last two years, whether it's just at a restaurant and, and certainly with welding and, and shop labor, it's just hard to find labor. Yep. And so I don't think this replaces people as much as it just positions them in a different place yep. because you're, you, you, it's hard to find them. And so you can use the people you have in different ways to get more out of your shop. And it's not just over the last couple of years. As long as I've been in the industry, you know, good welders are always hard to find. Absolutely. There's always been a shortage of good welders. It's just maybe been uh, magnified a little bit over the last couple of years because of the way things have gone. So Certainly, and I, and I think as we manufacturing continues to get stronger in this country, I think you'll see it hard to find the, the welding you need. Absolutely. So continue so, to keep an eye on that stuff if you're a fabricator. Um, 
and it, it even impacts detailing because how how people fabricate impacts how you build models and that kind of stuff. So yeah, your detailing is going to change a little bit based off of what the machine capabilities are and that. So what what may have been done one way manually is going to be done potentially a completely different way by the robots. So certainly, definitely going to impact a lot of things. Um, and speaking of impact. And labor. <laughs> you were just at the Impact Ironworkers <laughs> that, show, correct? That's an outstanding segue. Uh, <laughs> yes, I, so I was just at the Impact Ironworkers uh, Association. They met for the first time in a while out in San Francisco. Um, got to see a lot of partners that we have there, you know, Simpsons Strong Tie. They have the Yield Link uh, products with uh, their brace frames. There's a new product coming out with that. We've got a plug-in for some of their Moment connections. Um, yeah. It's real popular. Um, so if you don't know much about that, check out Simpson Strong Tie. I think you'll start seeing it spec on projects. So, so it's pretty slick from a from a fabricator standpoint because all all you've got to do from the fabrication standpoint is uh, drill some holes and then they ship the the parts for the connection and it's pretty much just a bolt-on deal. So it, yeah. it so is they slick. they fabricate the Moment plates. Yeah. Um, and they're engineered and stress tested and all that stuff so you just really have to make sure they align and fit with the beam that you have and they give you all the dimensions and we got a plug-in for that so yeah the plug-in pretty much is pick your size and it puts in the holes and the materials based on that and i ran into charlie carter and luke faulkner with aic it's always good to see them haven't seen them in a while luke did come to our summit um so it's good to always good to connect with him um, Easy Beam Release is another partner. If you haven't seen that, it's just a way that you can um, pick up beams in the field. Um, it's a little attachment they have. They were there um, showing their wares, if you will. So it's always good to, to get in touch with them. Yeah, absolutely. So there's always but, new stuff coming out. And speaking of new stuff, we have released 2022. Oh, yeah, we did. Just... just uh, Two day, two days ago. Yeah, I, I at least recall. at the so, time yes. of this recording, two days ago. Yeah, so, yes, yeah. Why don't you give them the highlights? So, um, yeah, twenty twenty two is out. Uh, some of the highlights, you know, there, there's a dark mode. It, it makes it look really good. Reduces eye strain. I know it's not something everybody's going to be excited <laughs> about. I get it, but I, I love it. You know, I'm an older dude. I haven't figured out the dark mode. Yeah, yeah. Well. Not everybody can see that well, and I understand that. So, um, so yeah, there's some there's some good connection stuff in there. Uh, you know, picket spacing on handrails is updated, and so I've been doing a lot of kind of promotion videos for 2022. I just did one with um, uh, Nick Coffey there with uh, United Structural. He, they, they've got their own YouTube channel and they do videos on SDS2 and different uh, detailing related topics. So his number one thing that he was most excited about? I couldn't guess what. Keyboard configurations assigned <laughs> to run a parametric. Oh, nice. So uh, seems like something small, but to the detailer who's in it all day, every day, punching the buttons... The little things like that really make a big difference. Well, so, and speaking of that, this may be related, um, but I do want to remind people because I found a couple of our larger customers were unaware of it that uh, we do have that .NET API. It's still evolving a little bit, um, 
but it is sure, certainly robust and a lot more powerful than maybe the Python was mm -hmm. and what you can grab from a data set. So if, if you're an SDS2 user or a partner potential and, and want to integrate, um, there's certainly a huge opportunity there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so To use our .NET. Yeah, I've seen a, a video or two of some amp examples uh, transferring information between models that yeah. SDS2 has a .NET, this other model has a .NET, and being able to transfer between those two is really slick with that. So it opens up a lot of opportunity. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And so I think I think you'll see stuff coming in this 2022 with that. So yeah. keep an eye on that. Yeah. And you mentioned connections. I know there was a lot of discussions on through plates, so there's a lot of enhancements there. Yeah. Um, but we also have a connection product now, correct? So we're, yep, we're kind of making that push a little bit for a, a more strictly just connection product. Uh, you know, the whole thought is if we can get the best connection design product out there that's hidden in a detailing package into the hands of engineers, now they're going to be able to create much better design drawings. So by the time that information gets to our detailers, that makes their job a lot easier, their life a lot easier, eliminate a ton of RFIs and headache trying to figure out how do we actually build this stuff and connect it up in the field. So I'm really excited about that. I, I think yeah. it's going to be be done very well. I think it'll be well accepted. Uh, we got a great product manager for that now, Caitlin on staff with us. So yeah, she's, she's out, outstanding, very, very intelligent woman um love working with her so yeah and that so that connection specification concept so it, you know we're doing it a lot of different ways seems like i've seen a lot of them over the years where some of it may be done by hand and scan some of it may be done in excel spreadsheet some may be done in an actual product um, but being able to to do it in one product and then to create those deliverables you know if you can create them and reduce the RFIs, the, the project will just go much quicker. There's no question. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and what the workflow could look like opens up endless possibilities. Yep. I mean, you can do the schedule where you can refer to the nominal depth, the number of rows of bolts, or you can pass just the actual connection because um, it's designed and it's got the validation behind it. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. But you know what my number one favorite feature of 2022 is, Doug? It's not keyboard configuration. Not keyboard configurations, <laughs> no. Number one most favorite feature, login-based license. <laughs> so I don't have to worry about a HASP anymore. I don't have to worry about a, uh, another license manager or a, an extra file. I just create a log. I just log in. Just log in. I just log in. Yeah, I, I hear you. I, it's <laughs> be, being traveling sales guys, we're, the, the HASP was just a pain. And then this method is, seems to be very clean and easy. And yeah. I took the information here as I was a user. I didn't go to any of the meetings, didn't listen to you guys. When I got the invite, I just logged in, mm -hmm. and it was just log in. Yeah. And I've done it on all of my Amazon accounts and all those things, so it's pretty easy. Yeah, it's outstanding. It's going to eliminate so many issues for everybody. It's outstanding. I'm very excited about that. So, um, you recently ran across a company um, that you've been doing some work with um, in Joist, and we, we all know that decking in Joist has been an issue um, as far as lead time. So what have you found there? Yep. So um, I, had a, I had a gentleman from this company reach out to me here the other day. Uh, 
you know, national joist companies. I, I had never heard of them before. Um, you know, the, the big thing is that right now they're a little bit smaller, but the way that the market has been over the last couple of years, everybody's experienced this joist shortage. Um, you know, a lot of projects went back and were redesigned in another way, elim- eliminate the joist because you, you couldn't get them. Seen a lot uh, of that. There was a lot of that. Uh, a lot of it was just waiting, you know. 20, I think uh, probably 24, 36 weeks uh, is the lead time on Joyce right now. These guys are telling me they've got a 8 to 12 week lead time is, is all they've got on it. So, uh, yeah, if you're looking for Joyce, having trouble getting them, whatever. There's another option. There's another option, National Joyce Company. And I've so seen fabricators actually. Like great guys. And I've seen fabricators actually build them, depending on if it's sure. not a massive job and they just have couple dozen joists that they actually go ahead and just build the joists. Yes, absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, I think that's kind of loosened up a little bit, but we're still, we're still seeing just based on the people that I talk to and what I hear, the market's still looking like it's pretty strong and not slowing down probably for 2022 at least at this point. Yeah, for sure. And talking, I think we're not out of it just yet either. Yeah, for, and in talking to to my customers and then all the sales staff here for sure, um, it certainly looks like you know there's been at least a leveling off and slight reduction in steel pricing, and we expect that to continue. And really, when I've heard a number of people say this, the people that were really building last year into early this year had to, like they had to be doing at the at those prices. But now the money on the side is starting to come in. Um, because the pricing stabilized and, and the steel prices are coming down a little bit, so I, I think, based on all our sales guys and the impact conference and everywhere I'm going, at 22 looks like it's going to be pretty strong. So, yeah. if you're concerned about that, I think you'll see a good year this year. Yeah, I think so too. That's the way it's looking right now. So, first quarter so far has been good, and I think second, yep. second, third quarter for sure looks strong as well. So, excellent. Which brings us into uh, what, that's a discussion you get a lot at NASCC. Yeah. Well, we haven't been able to have those discussions at NASCC exactly. the last couple of years. So this year it's in Denver. Yeah. No more virtual. No more virtual. No more virtual, and we'll be there. Absolutely. Um, so if you if you know SDS2 over the years, when you walk in, we're right there. And so this year it's going to be a little bit of a change. We uh, we redesigned our booth, and we wanted to be included, so we're, we're doing some more work with Risa and... and Bluebeam's obviously a company that's in the Nemechek. So really the Nemechek brands have decided to kind of be by each other. So we lost our A A1 space, but I think it'll be a better experience, at least for the Nemechek brands, to be close to each other and show how we pass models back and forth and that kind of stuff. Yep, yep, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, there's been we've been working with Risa. That's good. You know, I know I always hear about that all the time. You're doing a presentation during I'm, the show? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to present uh, in Risa's booth. Uh, kind of a joint presentation with Risa uh, to kind of show what we've got, what we've got going with the workflow between Risa 3D and SCS2, and uh, how we can benefit everybody on that front. So we've got that presentation. Uh, Caitlin, who I mentioned earlier, our, our product manager on the engineering products, uh, she's doing a presentation at NASCC. Uh, I suppose that'll mostly revolve around our connection design, how that benefits everybody. So, 
Yeah, we'll have good good presence there. I'm I'm just looking forward to seeing everybody in person again. Is yeah, I hope I hope anybody on the fence uh, about coming should just make the decision and go um, yeah. because um, as as I've mentioned, the theme of the this podcast on the road again. We've been on the road again for quite some time, and it is different, right? To be out and seeing people and have those connections, and then to try to do it over a teams meeting or whatever. So. Yeah, yeah, just. Not quite the same as in person. Yeah, not it, quite the same. Yeah, it's certainly certainly time, and it's certainly well worth the the trips to go. So, absolutely. Any other so, things? That this is really good whiskey. You know, I, <laughs> it's, I, I it's I gone drank, down a little too quick. I drank it pretty quick here. I, I I don't know what time we're at right now. How long we've been here? But I I drank my glass. I'm I'm starting to reach for the bottle again. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how much longer you want Always me to talk reach for the while bottle I'm, I'm drinking whiskey, so we better be careful here. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else we want to uh, say before we wrap it up? No, you know, I just, I'm just looking forward to seeing everybody at NASCC out in Denver. Uh, well, you know, I, I do think last time we, we maybe were on the fence about where our summit's going to be in the fall, so we've nailed that down yep. in San Antonio on the Riverwalk. I love San Antonio. So... Not only do I want to see at NASCC in Denver, I want to see at SDS2 Summit in in San Antonio. Yeah, also. That, that'll so. be a, certainly a lot of fun time. And we've got a lot of customers in Texas. Yeah, it'll be a it'll be a lot of energy there and on the Riverwalk. I mean, it just, it's yeah. no excuse just to go to the Riverwalk. Right? Yeah, you can't you can't beat that that venue that location in in the fall too. It's yep. outstanding. Absolutely. Well, hey, for David Zapka, this is Doug Evans. I, I, I appreciate you guys listening. I hope we gave you a nugget or two to take back or at least piqued your interest into looking into something that we may provide or at one of these shows that we'll, we'll be at. So uh, until next time, take care.